Welcome to the Physics Buzz Podcast. I'm Calla Cofield. There are species of migrating birds that travel thousands of miles every year for their entire lives. If they get thrown off course, oftentimes they still find their destination. They do this year after year, generation after generation, and we humans don't fully understand how. We do know that some migratory animals can sense the Earth's magnetic field. It's been demonstrated that migrating birds can tell which direction is north, even when they're in closed-off locations that give them no visual cues as to which direction they are pointing. So we know that some animals can detect magnetic fields, but in the vast majority of cases, we don't understand how they do it. We don't know what the biological mechanism is behind their magnetic sense. So to find out what we do know about this topic, I enlisted my friend Davide Castelvecchi for some help. Uh, would you introduce, ourse- introduce yourself to our listeners? I am a science writer based in Rome, and I'm a contributing editor for Scientific American magazine. Luckily, this particular friend actually wrote a story about animal magnetism earlier this year, and he is quite informed on the topic. Okay, so how do you detect a magnetic field? Well, if I specifically wanted to detect the Earth's magnetic field, I'd get a compass. So why not see if that's how nature does it? The compass needle on a traditional magnetic compass is usually made of iron. Iron is an example of a ferromagnetic material. So this is a material that responds to a magnetic field. This is just like a paperclip in the presence of a refrigerator magnet. So these ferromagnetic materials, that's how we humans choose to detect the Earth's magnetic field. And there is at least one example in nature where that idea isn't too far off. There are tiny bacteria that live at the bottom of muddy riverbeds, and it's down in the dark mud so they can't feel the sun coming down, and because they're so small and they're in the water, they can't feel the pull of gravity, so they have no way of knowing which way is up and which way is down. And yet this is very important information for them to have because these bacteria can't survive outside of this muddy environment. So how do they navigate? they use the Earth's magnetic field. These bacteria, which are single-celled organisms, are actually a lot like little compass needles. They possess small deposits of crystallized magnetite, which is an iron oxide. So it's essentially rust, you know, rusty iron. Okay, rust. The point is, iron is a ferromagnetic material, just like the metal used in a compass needle. In fact, that is often iron. And these are crystals that those bacteria use, and they align the, the crystals as if they were bar magnets. They align those crystals with the Earth's magnetic field. When we use a compass, it tells us which way is north. But the Earth's magnetic field also possesses another piece of information. It doesn't run totally parallel to the ground. It has a slight tilt to it, and that tilt gets more severe depending on how close you are to each pole. So if you know how to read it, the Earth's magnetic field can not only tell you which direction is north, but which way is up or down. I think it's very simple. They're just using the magnetic field as a proxy for... for gravity so that they know which way is up or which way is down. And, uh, you know, bacteria are not even animals. They're single-cell creatures. 
in their case, it's pretty easy because the orientation of this internal compass actually reorients, it twists the entire organism around so that the, the organism will be, will be turned in the right direction so that it will swim in the right direction. I wish I could say that the model was that simple for all organisms that have a magnetic sense, but it is very unlikely that a system like the one in the bacteria would work for a larger organism. With larger organisms, you couldn't do that. So you need to have some way of detecting the direction rather than, than actually physically turning the, the, the organism in that direction detecting it and letting the brain know which direction it is. So even if biologists find, say, deposits of a ferromagnetic material in animal cells, they also have to explain how the information from those cells would get to the animal's brain. Just like my ears might be able to absorb sound, but if they don't have a connection to my brain, I still can't hear, no matter how much sound they absorb. Okay, so we found these tiny bacteria compasses. Can we find anything similar to that in larger animals? Well, that magnetite stuff, the rust that was in the bacteria, turns out you can also find that inside cells in the noses of trout. Yeah, so obviously these are microscopic particles of magnetite. They wouldn't be able to, to pull an entire fish. What they do is they open up channels in a cellular membrane and that leads to uh, ions moving through, the, through, through those channels. And that's how a nervous uh, signal starts. So in this case, the magnetite cells don't exactly act like little compasses. They have sort of a different approach. The magnetite is like a door to the cell. And if the fish swims off course, the magnetite moves. So this sort of opens the door. And this creates a change in the cell. It lets in ions. And in some cells, like nerve cells, that can create a signal. And that signal could possibly go to the fish's brain, letting it know, hey, you're going in the wrong direction. So this theory is not 100% accepted, but there's a lot of evidence supporting it. So we have two examples of how nature kind of takes the same path with detecting the Earth's magnetic field that we humans do. At least, nature uses a ferromagnetic material. But right now, theories involving ferromagnetic materials can't explain everything that we observe about animals that have a magnetic sense. There is some observational data that has really thrown researchers for a loop. For example, take this one experiment involving this particular type of bird called a thrush. Yeah, so they, they, they capture them in, in the middle of... Illinois, they, and these birds were birds that were migrating north, and they're, they're, they're night-flying birds. And they exposed some of the birds to a magnetic field, and then they released them. And then for control, they just let other birds, you know, they, 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 they had other birds that were not exposed to anything, and they, they also released them at the same time, and they let them fly wherever they wanted to fly. And after being exposed, the, the, you know, the birds that were exposed flew in the wrong direction. So they were supposed to be flying north, and instead they went west. The birds did eventually reorient themselves. But here's the twist. 
they only reset their internal compasses when they could see where the sun was setting. They needed this additional information in order to reset their magnetic sense of direction. Now, on top of that, some other experiments show that birds might actually need daylight in order for their internal compasses to work. These birds can't reset their internal compasses unless there is sunlight present. So this really throws a whole new wrench in the works. Like, how do we explain an animal's biological magnetic sense if the mechanism must somehow be triggered by daylight? Well, there's a theory that's been kind of coming together over a couple of decades, and now it's gaining steam because it might explain this sort of weird piece of observational evidence. So this theory involves a protein called cryptochrome, and cryptochrome is found in the eyes of many birds and many mammals. At least in, in some animals, it would involve this molecule that, is re that reacts to light. So the molecule would be in nerve cells in the retina, so in, in the back of the eyes of these, of these birds in particular. And, and in response to light, it would uh, activate itself, and then it would be uh, essentially receptive to certain chemical reactions, which it wouldn't before. So, you know, if the animal is in the dark, there, is, there are no chemical reactions involved in this molecule. Okay, so we have this protein cryptochrome, and we know that it's present in many animals, and we know that it reacts in the presence of sunlight. But how does the Earth's magnetic field tie in there? But once the animal is exposed to light, uh, the chemical reactions begin, and they uh, take place at a faster pace or at a slower pace, depending on which way the animal is pointing, particularly which way it's, it's pointing relative to the geomagnetic field. So basically, light sets up the cryptochrome molecule. It gets it ready to react. But the reaction itself is determined by the behavior of two individual electrons in the cryptochrome. And those two electrons are themselves like tiny bar magnets. They can be influenced by a magnetic field. So is this our solution? Is this how birds detect the Earth's magnetic field? We're not quite sure yet. Yeah, so there are a lot of missing, missing uh, pieces here because the hypothesis is that the molecule will enter some chemical reaction, but it's not clear what it would react with. There would be another molecule that, that, that is also present in these eye cells. And also, there would have to be a way for the eye cells to be sensitive to the rate of the chemical reaction and to uh, be able to relay information about it to the brain. So this theory isn't fully fleshed out, but finding the cryptochrome and learning that it is sensitive to light in this way, that's still a big step. It sets up a connection between sunlight, magnetic fields, and a biological system. Which is absolutely not... Uh, trivial. It's, it is really a subtle point because until just a few decades ago, it was not clear that magnetic fields could interact with uh, biological tissues at all. It was it was considered the domain of crackpots, the idea that, that there could be animals that sensed magnetic fields. 
people didn't even believe that this was a possibility 50 years ago, and it turns out that organisms may have been using the Earth's magnetic field for as long as there have been organisms. I mean, nature is way ahead of us. It might be a little bit arrogant of humans to suppose that there is any natural phenomena that nature hasn't already figured out a way to use to its advantage. It's a very humbling thought. That's all for the Physics Buzz podcast. I'm Cal Cofield. As always, you can find more podcasts, our Physics Buzz blog, resources, and so much more at physicscentral.com. Tune in next week for more Physics Buzz.